Max can't hear you. You're on mute. You're on mute. You're muted. Well, we, we're going to have Max back, but it doesn't sound like we can hear him. Can't see him at all. Oh, and he froze. So can while Max get Okay, we can hear you now. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't me. That was something. I don't know. Uh, happy Friday. How did the first hour go? It went really well. I got I got through half of my rants. Actually, I got through a quarter of a half of my rants. I never got the opportunity to finish it, but um, that's all right. It's good. Just trying to do the math in my head. A quarter of a half of a rant. Yeah. So that is. Yeah, I, I didn't okay. get through all of it. A very, a very we got stuck. We got stuck on the education side. Haven't even talked about that yet. We do have a caller though, so I want to talk about this really quick because we were talking about vaccines. We were talking about forced vaccines, ignoring the science on prophylactics. And so we still have Sue, excuse me, Debbie on the line. So let's let's bring Debbie in and then we'll, we'll we can actually talk about the rant. Debbie, Hello. welcome to the show. Thank you for taking my call. Um so nervous talking to you guys. Listen to you all the time. First time caller. Ah, thanks for coming. Oh, welcome. <laughs> um yeah, so in New York, I have uh, I'm so fortunate to have Cuomo as our governor. What what so part of New York? Cuz everyone's there, grandparents and now he wants to vaccinate all of our uh college students. So my senior graduating this year, she wants to go to community college cuz nobody knows what's going to happen in September and she's not sure what she wants to do. So she's like, "Yeah, if I have to go, I'll take the shot." And I'm and she knows the family is not for the shot because, as we have said, it's just a gigantic experiment on society. And I'm looking at clinicaltrials.gov, and I'm just pulling up one, one clinical trial right now that just started in April. It doesn't end until 2025. That's saying they want to test it. They want to test it in, in healthy people and people with autoimmune issues to see how the taking the vaccine is going to affect you. So how could you mandate this for students starting college or anyone, anybody? How could you mandate this at all? But especially students starting college, you're going to take kids going to college and mandate this saying you're going to do everybody a favor, you're going to give them this vaccine so you can have more people because giving them a lotto ticket and a donut and you're going to have, what's his face, de Blasio, who's doing commercials with hamburgers and french fries as if obesity isn't already a comorbidity. It's just nothing makes sense. And I, my whole family left. That's why I can call you right now, because usually they're home when I'm listening to you, <laughs> and I keep you very loud so the family can hear you. So I'm about to have a nervous breakdown after getting this from my girlfriend of Cuomo's, oh, the mandate, like the governor's page, blah, blah, blah. And if you go to the page, which is in the link that I posted, um, you know, they're, they're, he's happy that, you know, more people are going to take the shot. Look at how many people. And I don't really believe that all these people are lining up, quite honestly. But if it's still in trials, how could you mandate something that's in the trials? Even if the FDA is like, oh, yeah, it's approved. But if it's if if these people there's so many trials that are still going on for testing and for other things for children and for people of all ages I just don't understand how something could be especially when you already have medications that could you know prophylactics why would you need a vaccine for something yeah. like this except for just the fact of again a, a, a just an experiment on humans. Well, well you, shouldn't, one of those you shouldn't be able issues. to. You, sh you should not be able to. You should not be able to say anything. You should not be able to put a vaccine in anybody's body, if they are now just trying to say, "Hey, we need to go through trials to figure out what effect it has on you." 
and we know that you have a 99.95% chance-ish of surviving if you're in those age groups. So why are you giving children these as well when it's only for emergency use? There's no emergency for young people. None. So why are we feeding it to our kids? And why are they giving it to kids as, as young as two years old? It just doesn't make any sense. Is this, it, is this a private university or is this a public university? It's for the SUNY and CUNY schools, okay. the state so, and, so and it, county schools. So public. Um, private has more leeway in demanding what, you, what students are required to do. Uh, I would imagine that SUNY does require students to have other vaccinations. Um, I mean, I, I, it's been a while since I was in college, but you, I had to get vaccinated in a number of different ways or provide proof or provide some kind of religious exception in order to be allowed to live in the dorms, allowed to be on campus. Um, typically schools have exemptions within state law, even though like businesses aren't allowed to require people to get vaccinated schools by and large, with the exception of maybe a couple of states, I think Montana has one where, where they, they don't allow it, but most states in most states public schools are allowed to require students to be vaccinated especially if they're living on campus so it's one of those issues that yes if you oppose the vaccine then you should absolutely put pressure on them not to do it but it's one of those issues that has been firmly grounded within law for decades of schools being able to require vaccinations it's going to be a hard ask to get a court to step in or, or even the legislature to step in and just and just throw that out the window. Um, private schools can do whatever they want. Public schools also have typically been allowed to require vaccinations from students. Um, so it's one of those issues where you, you ha I have to see the law in New York to see how it works. All right. well, We're not anti-vax, but it's just the whole point of this is not. I mean, FDA approved. They're going to rush it through the summer. I mean, if you go to the if you go to the New York website where Cuomo's like he's so excited because all these kids are just getting vaxxed so this way by September they're already good to go so it it just doesn't make any sense like why would you just take this just because he's telling you don't you know he's already killed your grandmother and all these people mm -hmm. and the fact that he's even allowed to make decisions for anybody else is just a criminal as it is I I'm sorry this was supposed to be like therapeutic for me. Oh, right. The family's not here to to do this because I'm, and I'm trying to tell my daughter, you're going to go to a community college, like going to 13th grade at this point, which is totally fine because this whole 12th grade year was a complete and total waste because she's not a kid who could zoom into school. She needs to be in the classroom so she could interact with people because she you can't be left alone to learn. In for my daughter, another child yeah. I have fine can can be left alone to and and learns and does what they have to do but so in september so if she has to go to go to college long distance so basically it's just going to be a waste of time you didn't want to go to 12th grade you think i'm going to pay to send you to 13th grade and then you're going to take a shot so you can actually go there in the building to go to community college for liberal arts degree i'm like you might as well just go find a, I'll, I'll pay to send you to trade school or Take a year off and go, you know, find a job. Go pursue something that you're interested in. But let's not rush into it because what are we doing anyway? We don't even. She doesn't know what she wants to do, so that's why she was doing the co the community yeah. college. So. Yep. so yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well. Thank you so much for the call. 
And I, I hope that... Yeah, thanks for nodding you, your heads. I really I feel how you guys are right now, so it's going to be a long drinking weekend. Well, so hey, listen, we're, we're, we're making a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. We're making a lot of progress. There's a lot of people waking up to the idea that it's your body and you should not put... And look, I've, I'm vaccinated. My kids are vaccinated. You said I'm, I'm, I'm not anti-vax. The more I read today, the less likely I am to, to, to support some of the vaccines they want to give people. But I, you know, to, to say that I'm anti-vax, I'm not. But I am anti putting something out there, saying it's an emergency, putting something in your body under this guise of chaos because we don't we don't trust the government. I mean, you don't trust. Do you trust the government? Debbie, do you tr- uh, trust the government? I don't trust anybody at this point. All right. See, that's that's what they've done. They've created a an entire uh, cloud of distrust. And they want it that way. But the real culprits of all of this are the people that are in the industrial complex that are the, you know, I call them the cabal. We, we know that they sit on both sides of the aisle and they're all about money and power. It'd be hard. It'd be hard to ignore that. Yeah. But, well, all right, well, God bless you. You, Have you a guys great are doing weekend. a great job. You guys do a great job. I listen to you every day. So thank you. Keep it up. All right. God thank bless you. you. Have Bye. a great weekend. Um, so have you been getting a lot of calls? Yeah, we've been Any trolls? through with Coles. Coles. No, not yet. He's done a pretty good oh, job. That's good. That's and, good. Uh, Everyone in the comment section say, good job, producer. Yeah, um, absolutely. We did. We did blow no, through the wait, first ad. Stop. Stop for a second. So we do have to read the ad. So read. Rob just asked me, did Joe just say he took the vax? No. So I'm going to be really He's clear. Other There's no He's vaccinations. Va- but when I was a kid, I got the measles va- vaccination. There's other vaccinations that I got as a kid. But did I ever, ever get a vaccine? The answer is absolutely 100%. I did not get the COVID, nor will I ever put that poison into my blood. Now, if you choose to get it, you choose that poison. It's on you. I just won't do it. So we've blown through the first hour, the first read of the hour. So we got to read it. If you guys see what's happening around you and you hate it as much as we do, you got to run for office. and You got to make the change. You got to be the change you want to see in the world. Be the change. Yes, we can. Barack Obama, insert Barack Obama quote here. But in all seriousness, if you want to change local, state, even federal government, you got to run for office. You got to help people who are running for office. And to do that, we are proud to have partnered with How to Run for Office as a Christian conservative. It is the only coursework of its time kind that will teach you how to run for office and teach you from the biblical worldview. It's so very important to make sure that you don't lose yourself, lose your faith, lose your morality lose your principles along the way. So many people get get to DC and they're and or even just their local town council and they're so optimistic they're going to change everything and it slowly wears them down and they become corrupted. Don't let that happen to you. Take this course, learn how to run for office and learn how to do it from that biblical worldview so you maintain your faith along the way. So if you want to check this out, please do make sure you go to www.howtorunforoffice.training. Sorry, www.runforoffice.training forward slash CD. And if you use promo code CD10, you'll get an extra 10% off. It's important that we all glorify God through government for such a time as this. Again, link is in the description, www.runforoffice.training forward slash CD and use promo code CD10. I, I know we have callers waiting to come, Joe, but did, did you guys talk about the news today about the, the filibuster? No. So go ahead and uh, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This just happened while we were on the air, about to get on the air. Republican senators block bill to form the Capitol Riot Commission. This was their January 6th commission. It was basically going to create an inquisition, an inquisition against conservatives. 
they're basically trying to take the same kind of commissions that Congress set up to study Pearl Harbor and to study 9-11 to study the January 6th protest at the Capitol. With no it weapons. It was blocked. With no weapons. Yeah. 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 Where they're it, it beating blocked. the protesters in jails, violating their rights, yeah, for, for peacefully going through. Where there's videos that's coming out now that say the police say, you can be here, no problem. Those videos exist yeah. where they open up the doors, where there's magnets well, on top the of the thing, door. You're not supposed yeah, to be able to get in. Electromagnets. They're electromagnetic yeah. locks. Yeah. You can't just turn that off. Anyone who's ever tried nope. to separate an electromagnet magnet without cutting the power, it's yeah. impossible to do. It is impossible. I mean, it's not impossible. They're it liars. Possible, technically, That's because the left can't are liars. So they were going to do this commission and have an inquisition against conservatives. And we were warning that they were pretty much over halfway towards that magic number of 10 Republicans necessary to get to the final vote. Remember in the Senate, the rules say you need 60 votes to, to have cloture, which is the vote to have a final vote. If you do not reach, reach those 60 votes, it's filibustered. It's blocked. Um, so they got six Republicans. Two yeah, Democrats who were absent. Who I can read they? their names off. Oh, yeah. Their names off. We, we got Senators Lisa Murkowski. Susan yep. Collins, Bill Cassidy, Ben Sass, Mitt Romney, of course, and Rob Portman of Ohio. So those six, there were two Democrats missing. So that's how you get to that 54-35 vote. Interesting part of all this, though, is Democrats. Oh, not really that interesting. Interesting. They're furious. They're absolutely furious because they want this. They want this bad. They want the ability to investigate conservatives, drag Trump, his family, Rudy Giuliani, drag them into in to testify, hopefully catch them in a perjury trap and lock them up. That's that's like their dream. They want it so bad they can taste it. And they just got blocked on uh, uh, the filibuster. So what are they doing now? They are demanding that the filibuster go here. You type in filibuster on Twitter. The top tweet is Elizabeth Warren. The filibuster must go. They're trying to use this to abolish the filibuster. That would not only allow them to set up this commission without needing a single Republican vote, it would allow them to put, push through the rest of Biden's agenda without needing a single Republican vote. It would lower the threshold in the, in the Senate from 60 down to 50. And remember, Democrats have 50 votes. Kamala Harris can come in and break that tie. And that's assuming that no Republicans jump over. You and see the flip. one where Manchin, Mankin calls for Republicans cowardly for filibustering and killing an independent yeah. commission. There's nothing independent the left does. Nothing They're liars. It's not independent. Yeah. There's nothing independent about any of this. Now, if this, if you're a student of history, and this all sounds familiar, it should. Anyone who studied Nazi Germany, I don't like Nazi references. I, I think that they're overused. But this is one of those situations that really does deserve a Nazi reference. This is 19, February 1933, the Reichstag, their version of the parliament. It burned to the ground. This was just a couple of weeks into Hitler's term as chancellor of Germany. Now, the Nazis at the time said it was the communists, it was the Jews, it was all the enemies of Germany, of the German people. Historians now pretty much agree that it was arson, that the Nazis set the fire themselves to create a false flag event to try and seize more power. So what happened after the Reichstag fire? Just less than a month later, Germany, the German parliament passed what's called the Enabling Act. It gave Hitler supreme powers. It let him pass laws without the legislature and amend the constitution without the legislature. So the legislature basically said, yeah, we just got attacked by our enemies. We need Hitler to come in. And they gave all of their power over to him. And as we all know, the rest is very unfortunate history. This is identical to what we're seeing the left doing right now. We've covered on the show John Sullivan, the other Antifa types who were the false flaggers on the ground there. We, Joe just mentioned 
the police officers waving people in. We mentioned on the show about how Nancy Pelosi was offered National Guard troops by Trump and she turned them down because she didn't like the optics. Democrats did everything in their power to make sure that January 6th happened. Should people have stormed the Capitol? No, absolutely not. But it is nowhere near what the Democrats are claiming it to be. They're blowing it out of proportion. So they're trying to make this their Reichstag moment. They're trying to use January 6th to change the rules, to change the rules so they can pass their radical agenda. Abolish the filibuster, just like the German parliament gave Hitler all of his power. So we have to fight back against this. They're going to use this. They're, no matter what Republicans filibustered, they were going to claim it was an attack on democracy. But it's coming, folks. It is coming fast. So we're running a fax blast today to stop this, to stop them before they can abolish the filibuster, because they're not just going to stop at the January 6th commission. They're going to keep going. They're going to do gun control. They're going to do funding for abortion. Yeah, your, your tax dollars will pay for people's abortion. Yeah, I, I can they're tell gonna you They're going to do right amnesty now, for illegal aliens. Now stop the, it now. The shot heard across the uh, world, by the way, will be if they try to indict President Trump up in, in uh, New York. That, yeah. that is when people will come to the streets. 80 million Americans will come to the streets, and we will start dragging these politicians out of office on both sides. We're done. I, th- yeah. I, I think we're there. I think I'm we're me- already I'm mentioning this, right though. What's I'm mentioning this, though, because I'm mentioning this because, yeah, that will be, that will be a seminal moment. That will be something that, that aggravates everyone to the point of them wanting to fight back. Because then we, no know one that, is going, we know we're dealing with the Hitler yeah. regime. This is the Hitler regime. But no one, this is Nazism. But the point is, point is no one's going no one's going to answer a call to arms over a senate rule change no one's going to no one's going to have a call to arms over the senate changing a rule about parliamentary procedure no one's going to do it it's so deep in the weeds no one's going to care but if they get away with this every issue we care about the democrats are going to ram it down our throats just on a party line vote as i said abortion on demand amnesty for illegal aliens gun control you're just going to get rid of all college debt Sorry if you didn't go to college and you're, and you're a tradesman. You're going to pay for other people's college now, right? Green New Deal BS. We're going to kill all the cows because they fart too much. All of this can literally get pushed through if they abolish the filibuster. They won't need a single Republican vote. And even if Manchin flips, remember, you got Murkowski, you got Collins. They'll, they're more than happy to flip to the Democrat side too. So we have to kill it. I have a fax. We're running a fax blast today, putting the link in the description. It's in Facebook. It's on DLive. It's on Twitch. It's on conservative-daily.com participate this is this is an important fight it's not going to get media attention it's not particularly sexy no one cares really about parliamentary rule changes in the united states senate but it's important and if you don't fight back now you're going to lose the ability to fight back in the future so uh, that's me on my soapbox really important check out the facts boss today yeah well i gotta uh so I, we have a caller still that's all right well, let's right take now. the car and uh so Sherry is on the is on next. I hope I said it right. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Let's talk about electing the how about the elected Republicans that need to go. Sherry, did I say that right? Yes, you did. So Welcome to the show. You, Welcome to the show. What do you want to talk about? Thank Some you for having me. So what what do you uh, want? To my talk? Con- sorry, go ahead. Go my, ahead. Go. My concern is that Republicans are in C or asking me all the, all the time for debt donations. And I'm like, yeah. you're going to support people who are not patriots. And they're not going to vote the way that I want them to, even though that they're considered Republicans, as you say, left Republicans. And they're, they're destroying what we actually want to happen in, in the United States. Because God is in control. We, we know right. that, that 
ultimately, you know, there's there's no other higher authority. They are getting in there and then turning their backs on the people who voted them, voted for them. Yeah, so... You know, they, I mean, they're frustrating all of us. Well, there, there's there's another piece to this that we're that we're not paying attention to, and that is you don't have to give the GOP money. The RNC calls me, and I won't give them money. I will not give them a dollar. I will give to individual no. candidates that support election integrity. I make that my number one thing. If we don't have a fair yeah. and free election, if the voice of the American people is not preserved, we it doesn't matter what party you're on. They will combine those parties. Well, the two-party system means nothing will ever get get accomplished in our, our country and we will lose our constitutional integrity. We'll be just like Canada. We talked about it yesterday. So right. I give to candidates. I give to Lauren Boebert. I give to Marjorie Taylor Greene. I give to Tim Scott. I give to Jim Jordan. I give to um, even DeSantis. I, I give to those people that I know are, are going to stand up for the values that we stand for as a country. Everyone else, you're on your own. The, the GOP is on their own as far as I'm concerned. Right. They are because that's, that's me I'm donating to individuals as a yeah. board, as opposed to the RNC. I'll go to Jim Jordan or to even to uh, Sarah Sanders Huckabee. Yeah. I'll support her for, you know, and I'll support Laura Bobert. I've, I've supported her of DeSantis because I lived in Florida. So the man, the, the good people, those are the ones you should stand behind. And then when we see people being uh, primaried out that aren't voting the way we should want them to vote, then we need to stand behind those people who are are going to actually vote the way we want to and get rid of the, the Republicans that are they're just worthless. You know, it's frustrating to see that Republicans year after year after year keep saying, oh, yes, I'm, we're going to do this, and then they get in power, and they don't do anything, and then they turn around and they're voting with the Democrats or Mitch McConnell. I want to kick them in the butt. Well, and we can by also getting rid of them. There, there's so much we can do by just saying no. The, the campaigns on the on the left are not as important as getting people that have courage on the right that actually can stand up for the American people. One of the fears that I have right. is that we that's don't. What, that's what, yeah. yeah, one of my fears is that we don't take enough time to hold our elected officials accountable because we're getting hit from every side. That's why it feels like the left and the right are one. Because those people that are standing up, like Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, are there. There are people that are building coalitions of the GOP and the left to get them out of office because they're too loud. They're standing up too much for the American people. They're disrupting their power struggle of taking it all to themselves, and the money that comes with it. Right, and that's why I really appreciate you guys standing up with the Christian conservative, with the guy that is. Um, Archer? instructing people how to run for yes run to right. run, oh, run to vote yep. you know run for yeah. office yeah run for office i think that's great christians get out there and do it you know yeah yeah we if we for we say for such a time as this god can only give us the tools that we have to act with i i commonly say that faith it's in the it's in the bible faith without works is dead the work that we have to put right. in you can't just have faith that God's going to work it out. You got to show up. You got to be a part of it. You got to be willing to w make those sacrifices. And uh, the, 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 the terrifying part is when you lose your ability to feed your family because you're standing up and they know it, they know what they've done. Yeah. And they, and as Christians, we need to, the ones that can't run, I'm an older grandmother, 
not a great grandmother like Grammy Sparkles, but but I would support anybody that would want to run. That it's like okay, run. I I would do pamphlets. I would go door to door. I would do anything that they would need me to do. You know, just show me what you want me to do. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's how I think people. You need to put your money where your mouth is, and you put and you have to put your actions. Yeah. In with it. Yeah. That's that's so important. All right. Well, God bless you. Have a great weekend. It is Memorial Day weekend, so I I want you to enjoy it. And this is Memorial Day is where we we actually honor those that have sacrificed and and paid the ultimate sacrifice for defending our nation. It becomes it becomes almost even more important today to to think about that as we go towards seeing what the left is trying to do to our country and turning it into a communist society. So God bless you. Have a great weekend. All right, thank you. And I'm also a vet, so thank you. Oh, well, thank you for your service. Uh, well, thank you for calling in. Yeah, a lot of people think that that Memorial Day is Veterans Day. It is not Veterans Day. It's still fine to thank a veteran for their service. Absolutely. But it's not what Memorial Day is all about, just for everyone. I, I know most of the people listening know that, but you'd be surprised how many people think that tomorrow is about veterans when it's actually about people who laid down well, their life. Well, for the country, Max, I'm going to tell you it, what's awkward for me. And I'll, I'll just talk about what you just said. They think Veterans Day and Memorial Day are the same thing. It, it's there's a lot of things as Americans we don't realize. That's why we don't know the power of no. It's why we can't we don't feel like we are empowered to make decisions to, to go against this liberal communist Marxist ideology. It's because we don't study it. We don't understand the Constitution. We don't understand what the First Amendment is, Second Amendment is. I said it yesterday with Archer. Even in, in Canada, they don't realize that the, the number one thing is the ability to have freedom of religion, the, yeah. the, the freedom to assemble. You just can't suspend that. You can't well, suspend had, the Constitution. They've had rulings. They've had court rulings in Canada in the past that say, yes, you have the right, but the right does not give you the, the authority to violate other people's rights. So that's how well, they're able to. That's, that's the exception. Right a, wait, that's the on. Canadian exception. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. That's their, what their law says. You're, you're not, you don't have, a, just because you have, not to violate anybody else's rights, you're not violating anybody else's rights by assembling. You're making a free, free choice to assemble. Uh, yeah, I don't agree with it. I'm just explaining the legal rationale in Canada. I'm no expert on Canadian law, but basically they suspend your right, even though you have the right to freedom of religion, they suspend it on the claim that you assembling will kill people. Right. through virus transfer that's that's their argument so th- right, their well, their their first amendment isn't nearly as strong as ours right no it's not it doesn't go as far as ours does but yet we still allow them to have that slippery slope so we have another caller max well before we get to the caller can i share just a little bit of good news yeah go, go ahead go to my screen the illegal alien accused of killing molly tibbetts i just saw that remember that case yeah. he was just found guilty so this is a little bit of good news. Obviously, we can't bring her back. And look there, look how happy she was in that photo. Nothing brings her back. But this illegal alien was claiming that even though her blood was in his trunk, it wasn't him who killed her. It he was a random group of, yeah, it was a random group of masked men, he claimed, who did it. Um, so they were trying to throw everything at the case to get, they had his confession stricken. They were trying to... The defense was trying to finagle all things. He was convicted today, so he is not going to be able to get away with it. And this, um, by the way, is an unintended consequence of letting borders be open. Yeah. And it's not even the consequence I talked about earlier. 
but it is a consequence of having open borders is letting evil, vile people. And now I got to pay for this scumbag for the rest of his life. Think about that. Well, a, lot, well, a lot of you, people on the left, it's not even unintended. A lot of people on the left, it's intended. Well, they, it's, they are it very is intended because it, it, it also allows people here to create victims. And have, it's, it's like a, a free for all. And they don't have so there's there's no one looking for them. <laughs> yeah, these are people that came yeah. from South and Central America that came up here and they could be tied up in a basement. They could be you could have sexual predators. You, you anything and everything could happen to these people coming from Mexico. Yeah, which it's, is why it's, it's, it's so disgusting that Biden is shutting down agreements between ICE and local law enforcement to get these kind of criminals off the street. They're rolling them back. So it's, it's a real shame. But we do have another caller. So it's open line Friday. We have Jason on the line. Jason wants to talk about masks in daycare. Jason, welcome to the show. Hi, Max and uh, Joe. It's uh, it's an honor to be on the show. I listen to you guys every day. I go to work, me and my coworker do, and you guys get us hyped up, hey. fired <laughs> up about this. Well, let's go. And um, we completely agree with everything that that you guys say. Um, I used to work at a daycare. And mm -hmm. when this whole vaccine and whole COVID came, daycares were affected pretty bad. We we had to do all the schooling with all these kids, and um, they also had to wear masks at a certain age. And it's kind of hard to keep track. Oh, you got to get your mask on. Put your mask on. Get your mask on. And it's it's hard for them. And I completely feel bad for all these kids that have to um, put these masks on, and they don't understand why. I, I have a three-year-old all the schoolwork. I have a three-year-old. He will never, he, he wears his mask sometimes, but he'll just as quickly rip it off. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Daycare, daycares were put in an impossible position. Obviously parents started pulling their kids out because you don't need daycare. If you're not working anymore, if you're working from home, lots of parents cut that cost out of their budget and the parents that kept them in there. Well, the daycares have to say, well, we're going to lose our license. If we don't make sure the one-year-old wears a mask or the two-year-old wears a mask or the three-year-old. So they're forced to enforce the, the regulations as strictly as they can because they'll get shut down if a three-year-old rips off his mask and, and the health inspector's there. So the whole thing yeah. all around was just a terrible situation. But there's no reason for, for toddlers to be wearing masks, and there's no reason to expect that toddlers would ever be able to consistently wear a mask. It's fantasy land. It's, it's from people who've never had a kid. That's the only person who could possibly come up with that regulation. Yeah, like the daycare that I was at, so the, the ruling was a little bit different. Um, three-year-olds started wearing masks, but not heavily than our four-year-olds mm -hmm. and our school kids that we had. School kids, they had to wear masks if they were in class, they were in the, in our school rooms that we had, but besides playing, if they had, if they had gym time or lunchtime, that was the only time they got to take them off. Wow. Yeah. And if one kid got COVID, then, or we got a parent said, Oh, we got, we, I just was exposed to COVID because the daycares were open to essential workers. So it was a lot of nurses yeah. and uh, military bases, military personnel. That's what the daycare was open, open for, for us. Wow. So it, if one, if a nurse came in and they got exposed to COVID, they took their kids and they got their two week quarantine. We had to call, call the health department. And then we're shut down, maybe, or we'll shut down half the half the daycare. But the schoolwork was the toughest on us as teachers. 
because we're yeah. one around with different age groups in different grades trying to do their math work or help them with their math work. And they go, oh, uh, Mr. Jason, I need to do this. And I go, I'm sorry, I can't help you. You're not learning anything if I do this, I'll do this for you. Or, oh, it's a test. Just try your best. Please just try your best. I understand that it's hard for you guys. Yeah. They, they need the – I'm glad that they're going back to school now, but they, a lot of the kids needed that hands-on stuff. Yeah, you're right. And what I, what's really disgusting, I don't know if you've seen this, is that the schools are actually rewarding kids with mask breaks. So they have competitions where whatever team in, in the classes wins the wow. competition, they get extra time without their mask off. They're actually rewarding kids with oxygen. And if you're not the smartest, if, if, you're, if your boxcar or your derby racer doesn't win the race in physics class or whatever, you don't get as much time without the mask. You don't get as much oxygen. It's so twisted what's happening in schools, which is why I love what Texas did. Texas will not allow any schools to require masks starting, I believe, next week. So for the next school year, it's done. They're done. No more masks in Texas. That's good for them. And, and, and it's, I'm glad that there's no more masks for these kids because it's, it's, it's hard to, like, get them to go, hey, you need to get your mask on. Because that was the word that, that I mostly said, get your mask on, get your mask on. And I was the person, I don't like wearing my mask. Yeah. But, but now, and now I'm glad that I'm out of that kind of system, but it it's I still hear it because my mom is assistant director of the daycare, so I hear it all the time now, and it's just and um now I'm hearing that they're going back to school and I'm glad and I'm going that good for them and and all these kids that are just suffering and and their education that they're learning I had a pre k learn about um the wrong things uh, lies and I knew that the mom wouldn't like that, so I shot her computer and said, "You're not doing the work." It was it was wrong. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's really incredible. What, I I can't imagine any parent allowing their kid to be subjected to the type of this type of nonsense. I I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't. I can't. I can't even fathom it. That this is actually a thing. I, I completely agree with you, and I know that my coworker agrees with you too, and he'll he'll hear this whenever, probably tomorrow when he's when I'm with him. But it, it he, uh, me and him, we talk all the time about you guys and all this kind of stuff, and we just get fired up, and we just we want to do something. It's just working nonstop, and because yeah. it's the people that don't want to work, we are working for it. It's Bingo. I just wanted to talk to you guys about daycares because it really doesn't seem like people understand that daycares are getting hit too pretty hard. And I used to be in that system, and I I understand uh, the whole health department coming in, the whole mass system. It was it was bad to try to keep a a two year old or a three year old's mask on. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you what, we're we're going to continue to fight, and and we we have got to get parents together to let them know that they have choices. I don't think that they feel that they have choices, and they certainly don't want to feel like they are. Uh, I don't I don't think they they want to feel as if they are the squeaky wheel, the only one. And there's so much fear and oppression happening in the United States 
that we don't have a lot of courage. We don't have a lot of parents with courage. They are afraid to stand up because they feel like they are alone. And if we can start standing up collectively and showing them that they are not alone, there's a high probability that more people will start gathering that courage and stepping out as well. I, I completely agree, and I hope so. Um, I know that a lot of the parents were they were like, I'm done with this mask. And I had a parent come in and was like, I'm like I don't care about this mask. I said, I said, make sure you don't have our director watch you do this because I'm fine with it. It's just I don't want us to get in trouble. He goes, I completely understand. He goes, I'll be in and out. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, it's, right. I'm, I, I thank you so much for letting me speak my my mind and my truth and getting this off my chest because it feels really good. All right, Jason. Hey, thanks for calling. <laughs> God bless you and have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. God bless you both. Before we go to the next caller, I want you to put this up. Uh, put what up what I just sent you, producer. This is an email that I just got. Oh, Kaiser Permanente Health Insurance for anyone yes. who doesn't live in Colorado. I just got an email from this. And this talks about rolling out the COVID-19 vaccine and saying that the Food and Drug Administration expand the emergency use authorization for the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccines to include teens 12 to 15. The Pfizer vaccine is currently the only one approved for people 12 to 17. They are selling vaccines. They are telling parents to bring your 12 to 17-year-olds in to get a vaccine. For those of you that don't know, the death rate right now from COVID-19 for those under the age of 17, I'll just go, I'll go that broad, is 0. 0. Zero mm-hmm. 0.006. It's so small, you put it into a calculator, it would probably round it to zero. Listen, 0. 0. 0. 0.006. Let's push a vaccine, a, a, a drug into a kid's arm when they have a probability of getting hit by a Mack truck on the ninth floor floor of a building, a higher probability of that happening than actually dying of COVID. I'll wait here while, while these companies profiteer on the American people. And that's what it is. They get paid for every one of these vaccines that they inject in someone's arm. This is a sales email. We'll give it to you for free. Oh, by the way, after we give it to you for free, they're going to pay us a bunch of money for injecting this poison into your kids. Parents, what are you doing? Where is your courage? Don't tell me you care about your kids while you're injecting this poison into them. Oh, my kid has diabetes. Okay. And you still got to, including that, 0.0006%. I'm sorry, 0.0006%. In other words, not even a, a hundredth of a percent. Well, we just got an email in from Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci heard you say he's very disappointed in what you said. He heard right. that you said you're more likely to die by a truck crashing into an upper story of a building. And he just sent us over this. Mr. Producer, go ahead and put up my screen. This is from oh my Anthony gosh. Fauci. <laughs> okay, that you have a better chance of that killing you than you do of dying of the vaccine. And Everyone kids are mortified because version. we've taken away their ability to have courage. 
See, you everyone listen to the audio version. It. This is a this is a Penske truck that has somehow has managed to park itself on top of a two story building. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. I think what happened is it ran into the pole and it just the back end flopped up. I don't know. I don't know. Fauci also sent like... this one over. Oh, actually, he didn't send it. I just, I, I just like this. Coexist. You ever seen the leftist coexist? Yeah. I like this one. This one I like a lot better. Make America great again. Keep America great and save America. Those are Trump's new hats. Yeah. Um, Fauci also sent this one. Let me make sure I got pull it from the email. He also sent this one over. Just in case. Yeah. This is like a, just a car somehow managed to get into an upper story window. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh. You take down my screen. Well, we, before we take our next car, we have to remind everyone that this episode is sponsored by Airmedicare Network. Airmedicare Network. If it, let, no, go ahead. You know what? Put it on my screen. Put it on my screen. If this happens to you, if this happens to you, you're going to need to get air. Look at that. Look at that setting. That's that's rural. That's rural area. I can't imagine a car parking itself on a two story house in the city. If you if that if that happens to you, it it may probably would never happen. But if that happens to you. How are you going to get to the hospital? You're probably need to get airlifted. Probably going to need to get airlifted. And the cost for that, super high. We've talked on the podcast with people before, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand. That's insane. I mean, ambulances themselves are expensive. Air medical transports, 10, 100 times more expensive. But with Air Medicare Network, you don't have to worry about the cost because for $85 for one year, less if you're a senior citizen, less if you buy three or five years at a time, your entire household will be covered should a disaster or emergency strike and you need to be airlifted to a hospital. It's really common. If you spend a lot of time outdoors, if you live in, in the suburbs or in a rural area, it's common sense covered. So make sure you go to www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And if you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on what plan, how many years you buy. It's common sense. It's free money. So again, go to www.airmakecarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Okay, so we do have another caller. We do have David on the line. David wants to talk about defunding the government. David, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Um, I, I was just curious if, you know, we see this Senate change, this filibuster go away. Um, I don't know where the government gets their money. I don't know where the federal government gets all of their money. I'm assuming it's from us, though. Oh, 100%. From the everyday American. Um, I, as far as I'm concerned, when you say, oh, they're gonna, the government is going to give money to Planned Parenthood, it's I'm giving money to parent, Planned Parenthood. Yes, you are. When the government gives money to Ecuador, I'm giving money to Ecuador. So Well, the other way they you, do it. You, the other way they you do know, it you say like 80 million money. Americans will go to the streets you know, and angry if certain things happen, if 50 million of those Americans plus, you know, I don't know how many small businesses contribute or, or where they're at as far as, you know, what's their percentage of what, what, what they put into the federal government's budget. But we all, if we all defunded the government for two years, took that money and stuck it in a, uh, a savings account and made 3% interest on it and let them figure out what they're actually going to spend our money on. Yeah. Well, the other part you left out of the government is they actually just print money too. So 22% of all us dollars in circulation were printed in 2020. 2020. Think about that. Every, if you add up every single dollar 
of hard currency in circulation right now, more than more than 20%, 22% were printed last year. They printed more money last year than the United States did in its first 100 years of existence. So that's the other way they get around it. They just print the money. So yeah, we could defund the government, but what are they going to do? They'll, they'll print the money. And that, what that, what's that do? That devalues ours. That's in, that causes inflation, right? When there's more money in the system and the money's only worth what the government says it is or what the market says it is, then it devalues ours. So yeah, we could defund the government. We could try, but they'll probably just, if, if they don't crack down on us and, and give Joe Biden's thugs their Waco moment, they'll just print more money. Well, well yeah, but at that point, um, I feel like it'd be a, a way to fiscally fight versus getting out there, you know, oh, yeah. on the street with a rifle oh, in our hands and actually having to, you know, fight the good fight. There, I think there'd be a lot more people willing to fiscally fight and say, okay, well, if I take a 20% loss on my money, at least maybe I saved the country this year. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. But if everyone doesn't do it, you can't just be the only person who doesn't pay their taxes, right? You can't just be the only person who who has a tax protest because if it's just one or just a couple, they have the resources to crack down on you, right? It has to be widespread. It has to be everyone fighting together if we have if we would have any chance in doing something like that, because you take the IRS and you tell and the IRS prosecutes a couple people. They have they have the ability to do that. If everyone refuses, they don't have they don't have nearly the manpower. To go after everyone. Yeah, well, well, that that was my thing. It's the same thing with going to the streets. If it's, yeah. you know, 2,000 people, they got plenty of manpower to take care of that as well. But if it's 50 million, you know, yeah. and I think it'd be easier to convince someone to, hey, hold off on your taxes. Don't not pay them, but put them over here until the government agrees that they're going to be fiscally responsible and not spend our money on things that we have no control over. So I'm going to I'm going to drop a little bit of truth on you right now David, you ready? Mhm. And Max, pay attention to this if you're listening you need to pay attention. In the last 4 years, the last 4 years, okay? The number of hours that a person had that a mother and father had to work every week to put food on the table is 9 hours. 9.23 hours in the last 4 years. So in other words, yeah. taxes go up mostly, mostly on the local level. The We'll talk about property tax, things like that. Now, I, I haven't broken down the statistics of you know when those occurred, but over the last four years, that includes during the, the President Trump's campaign or years as well, the average family, a mother and a father individually, had to work an additional nine hours at work in order to, to feed their family. Yeah. Just and think about it. And that's that. weekly, right? That's weekly. Yeah. That's time away from their kids. These are the types of things that we have to tell parents. These are the types of things we have to talk when we talk about shrinking government. Government, when they are there, they have an unquenchable thirst to take more money from us. So as you talk about defunding the government, it has to happen. It's not something that we have to talk about happening. And what if we did it? We have to do it. Parents are literally working themselves to death as slaves while their kids are being indoctrinated and destroyed. That's yep. what's happening. Yeah. And we're allowing it to happen. We are further past the point of the, 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 I think of how we feel as Americans 
than we were when the Boston Tea Party happened. When we had no well, the, the other one, the other example, the other example of it, Joe, is you ever hear people tell stories? Oh, when I was when I was younger, I worked my way through college. I paid for college by working on the side. Well, that was possible a, a few decades ago in the 80s, 90s. You could work 500 to 1000 hours at mm -hmm. a minimum wage job, and that would pay for your college degree. Right. That's not possible today. Today. At the minimum wage, you'd have to you have to work like something like two or three thousand hours, just to pay for one year of college, right? So it, it's it's not even a comparison anymore. Yeah, everything money's become devalued, absolutely. But we've allowed things to become more expensive, like college, um, like rent, like mortgage, like a mortgage. Not saying we need to slash things, right? But part of the reason that that's all getting more expensive is because the currency is being devalued. Right. Part of the reason <laughs> that everything's going up in price, Joe talks about the two by fours. It's one of the one of the reasons behind that is inflation. All right. So just so and you know, there was there was two two by fours leaning up against a trash can on my way to work. I was like, you will not. You absolutely will not throw away money. <laughs> yeah. I took two by fours threw in the back of the truck. And I was like, ah, I'm taking your two by fours. <laughs> I bet you they're twisted as hell. I don't care. It's wood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I'm in the middle of building my house and I literally buy one two by four at a time right, used to go. buy a whole truck bed full and now I literally go and measure before I go to the, the store and buy exactly no what I need because it's insane right now well yeah. it is down it's down almost 38% over the last two weeks yeah. which is good it's stabilizing a little yeah. bit well David we, ha we have to let you go but I hope you have a great weekend yeah, I hope absolutely. you have a great Memorial Day weekend with friends and family. Thanks so much for calling in. All right, guys. We have you one too. more caller. Thanks. We have one right, more caller I want to get to before we end the hour, and that's Colton. Colton wants to talk about whether or not businesses have a legal right to mandate mask wearing. Colton, welcome to the show. Uh, do we got him? Colton, are you there? Colton. Yeah, how's it going? Good, good. Hey, how's calling. it going? What do you want to talk about? Good. Oh, hey. So I have two things I wanted to talk about. Okay, right, yeah, shoot. hit us. Uh, Joe, you, on, I think it was Wednesday or something, were wondering why uh, the government was banning, or why they're, yeah, banning and censoring prophylactics and early treatment and stuff. Yep. Uh, so the reason for that is uh, they have, the government or Fauci or whoever has a patent on the protein, the spike protein in the vaccine, and under... EUA orders, a vaccine cannot be approved or pushed out if there is any early treatment available. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one. So they wouldn't be able to push the vaccine Absolutely. if the public knew about hydrochloroquine or ivermectin or anything like that. But I think we know about it. I, we absolutely know about it. it, it and the, the, the scary part about knowing about it and being able to do something about it becomes really problematic because we're not giving an opportunity to, make to have a choice. That that is look. If you want to take a vaccine and put that in your body, put it in your body. But you should not be shunned or ashamed, or, or, or excuse me, shunned or shamed into taking something and pushing something in your body. Then you have to question the motives. Like, why are you trying to? Why are you just working so hard to push this into my veins? Why? Yeah, it is a question. You would hope it's just for money reasons, but I think it's worse than that. I think it's more sinister than that. I agree with you one hundred percent. 
Cole, yeah. we're up against the hard and break, then, but okay, what's your second question? Uh, second question is something that Max had said. You had said uh, the mask for stores, like they can require you to wear a mask because it's kind of like the same thing as no shoes, no service, no mm -hmm. shirt, no service. Uh, yeah, they're allowed to set dress codes. They can't because they're saying the mask is like uh, for COVID, therefore it's respiratory protection. And OSHA has so many laws about putting any employees or uh, people that go shopping at the stores in respiratory protection. There's so many laws that they have to follow they've if they try doing that. They've suspended most of them. So OSHA is no longer recording. For example, one, one of the things that one of the ones that OSHA has suspended is if your work mandates the vaccine. Usually if a work mandates you have any medical treatment, the, the business is required to then record any negative effects of that treatment because the business would be forced to pay uh, for that, right? Workers comp. OSHA is no longer is waiving the statutory requirement that businesses report when their employees have negative reactions to the vaccine. So OSHA is yeah. in bed with the other parts of the federal government, and they are, they are not enforcing the different provisions that would be, would normally be used to prevent a, a store, for example, from requiring that everyone wear a respirator or something like that. Um, so you're right that OSHA in a perfect world, which I don't, I think in a perfect world, OSHA probably wouldn't exist, but in a perfect world, OSHA would enforce that statute. Um, unfortunately, OSHA's not, OSHA's not enforcing them. Which is, which is why I like businesses and stuff. They can't call it PPE because if they did, you know, they would get yeah. fined or sued because be a liable. mask isn't respiratory protection. Uh, yeah. So that's why they have to call right. it like community prevention or something like that. And the mask technically has on the side of it does not protect against viruses. Again, for that same reason of wanting to cover their behind. Yeah. So, so it's all a complex thing. But putting all that aside, if OSHA is not able to enforce those kinds of requirements, if a business wanted to require that every customer wear a respirator, technically the business could require it under the same kind of legal protections they have to require you to wear shoes or that you can't wear a hat or you can't except, wear gang colors except, or you can't wear denim except for one thing ada laws yeah I mean, yeah well they can't they can't discriminate against the disabled you're right but but here's the thing we yeah. need to we so need, if anyone even mental health is a disability well and it's becoming more of a pandemic today as well exactly that's true the there, there's always exceptions to, like by that. law had to buy, uh, provide appropriate accommodations. Yes. I, I, and they're yes. trying to get past that as well. Hey, Colton, thanks for calling. We have one last thing that I need to go over. I do want to thank you for calling. I want to say God bless you and have a great weekend. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being a, a listener, and thank you for calling. Mm -hmm. God bless you guys. Okay, Max, uh, I said that I'd do this yesterday, so I definitely want to honor doing this. Are you All frozen, right. Max? And that is no, I, I mean, got a I – just, I just sit very, very still sometimes. I got, I got a letter in the mail. Yeah, you, you do. I got a letter in the mail, and I said that I would read this because of how impactful I thought the letter was uh, for two reasons, one of which it came from a listener out of California. We have listeners from all over the country, all over the nation, or excuse me, all over the world, actually. And we have lots of military personnel that listen to us, and so I constantly get emails and texts and things from them. But this one was especially... Um, uh, you know, it, it just, it, this is why I wake up every day right here. Yeah. I, I, do I don't get I letters. 
I don't get letters. I guess that's that's the flip side of the coin that I also don't get hate mail. So but, uh, yeah, I get lots <laughs> go of ahead, hate read mail it. too. So this is the where it came in. I'm gonna use his first name, don't, not his last name. Yeah, don't show any of their address or anything. I'm not doing any of that. This is just what the this is the yeah. card that it came in. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use his name, but I won't use his last name. Uh, I think there's lots of Gavins out there. This is from Gavin from uh, uh, Santa Clara, California. So Gavin says, Dear Mr. Joe Oltman, Hello, I am Gavin. I'm a 14-year-old student who is experiencing the terrible school system. I'm a frequent listener of your podcast. I fully support your battle against Eric Coomer and the election fraud. Gotcha. And by the way, in the middle of that, I'll say that Eric Coomer and his I lawyers listen to me all day, every day. And I'm encouraged by that, too, because that means hey, maybe listen, you could. That's billable hours. Yeah. May, yeah. Maybe you get <laughs> Eric a little Coomer's bit of paying. truth. Gotcha. Yeah. You want to bring us down to a, a one-hour show? No, we gotta keep it at a two-hour show. Maybe we go so to the Eric five Coomer has to pay for two hours. Yeah, yeah two let's make hours. it a thirty-hour show. Five hours. Yeah. <laughs> just like it sit on here. We'll just do a Truman show. Yeah. You know, follow him around all day long and see. Oh, there's a Joeism. All right, let me get back to this. I tell all my friends and family about the election fraud and evidence you brought to the table. I thank you for rising up and not staying quiet when you found what what the evidence was. When I grew up, I want to be as fearless as you. Whenever you think the battle is unwinnable, I hope you think of me and the next generation because we will not stand down. The next generation is going to take over the GOP and recraft it with conservative values. When you see us, Gen Zers, rise up. Know that you, Max, and Tig were some of the ones hmm, that helped our country get back to where it was. Thank you for being fearless, and thank you, your family, for staying strong in these rough times. God bless you, and God bless America, Gavin. That's all I got to mention. Yeah, he did. You know, nice. it's—I uh, I don't talk—I ta I tell people that the sacrifice was, was a lot greater than I thought it was, but I, I, I knew it was a big sacrifice when I came forward, and, uh, yeah, it was tough. So the last thing I want to do, because I said I was going to do this before, Max, and I know we're over, but uh, mm -hmm. I want to play a little bit of the uh, parody that Chris, the CTO for uh, PIN, put together. I thought it was really funny. So Chris, just so you know, is a good friend of mine. Actually, he's not a good friend. He's a great friend. And he's been my friend for a long time. We started this company together nine years ago. And um, he has been one of my biggest supporters and also one of my, my biggest, uh, you know, he just, he's just amazing. He, him and I have done some great things together. Now, Chris is, is uh, you know, I, I guess I'm going to say it. Chris is a, can I say it? Can I say anything I can say? I it? wouldn't. All right, Chris is I, I a think that that's probably gay, not married Jewish say. father of two. Mm. I can say it. He, he'll let me say it. And I've always accepted Chris where he is, and I, I've, I am proud to say that I have brought him from the dark side of being liberal to libertarian. I'm almost there, <laughs> um, but it is an amazing man. So he put together this video and <laughs> sent it to me for my birthday. And so we're gonna play it. It's, it's six minutes, but uh, it'll be a really funny six minutes. You're gonna, you're gonna bl it'll blow your mind because what he basically did is ran a parody of Conservative Daily and uh, he took a lot of time to do it, <laughs> so I got to play it for you. All right, go ahead. Let's play it. And now for your daily dose of insanity, 
your host for Liberal Daily, Chris Wiegand. I'm your host, Chris Wiegand, host of Liberal Daily, your daily dose of insanity. Welcome back. Great to see everyone here. I like so, that he made it pink. Let's start off with the big news. We want to help keep smiling Biden in the office because we finally, finally have the White House again. We've got a sane president that other guy is out there. But you know what? He's still trying to make life difficult for us. So what's the news? The news is that the company that was auditing the Arizona <laughs> recount decided not to renew their contract. Can't imagine That's why. Maybe Fake they news. realize it's all just a fluke and it doesn't really matter. But nonetheless, they've decided to leave. And now another company is going to come in. What's the likelihood they're even going to do this right, guys? You, anytime you switch companies, things change, things get broken, things get missed. And somehow we're going to get an accurate recount out of this. The count was correct the first time. Everybody knows this. Nobody actually liked Mr. Trump when he was president. <laughs> now we've got Biden. We want to keep Biden in Such office. We want to stay on this liberal front. Nobody wants to go back to the last four years of chaos, of insanity. This is just not something we want. And now that we've got Biden in office, we want to keep him in office. So help us. We're going to do a fax blast. We're going to blast every congressperson with pictures of smiling Biden and do everything you can to support our wonderful and great president. So go to our website, liberal-daily.com, donate. And Not a real as site. you donate, we will then send those faxes to Congress. All of our liberal compatriots up in Congress are going to support us and they're going to be emboldened to push even further. And of course, it's going to trigger every single conservative congressman. You know, I am sorry. I am so sorry. Every conservative Congress person, person. And you yeah, know that they're not woke her. enough. They would never use that word. They're going to say congressman. <laughs> um, but it's really congressperson. We've got to be aware that that there are not only men, there's not only women, there's non-binary, non-gender. It's all made up anyways. So, <laughs> yes, I made a mistake. I didn't even use the right term, but I owned up to it right away, and I am so sorry. Congress people, it's going to trigger every single conservative Congress person in Congress. And so let's light them up because maybe their heads will pop off. And they'll leave Congress, and then we can elect some nice, sane, liberal people to Congress. <laughs> okay, so what else is going on in the world while we How are long covering is that? Six minutes. Cyber ninjas. <laughs> they could just declare anything. They could say, oh, yeah, we are a professional-sounding company because we're cyber ninjas. <laughs> yeah, that sounds professional. And we think that Arizona should have gone to Trump and therefore Trump should have won the whole thing. You can claim that all you want. I have a hard time trusting you when your name is Cyber Ninjas. That just, that seems really suspicious. It's a fair, it's a fair, uh, it's a fair putting ninjas in your name? <laughs> Seriously, come on guys. Let's do better. Oh, and then Maricopa County's 2.1 million ballots was hired by Kraken lawyer, Sidney Powell's group to conduct an election audit. Everybody knows the election was just fine. Biden is our president. He's there. There's no need to recount anything. Even if even if somehow they got one, shoot, two states, 
It doesn't change anything. Biden is still president. Accept it. <laughs> so moving on to other things that we really, really just need to accept. Getting rid of the filibuster. Arizona Democrats have passed a resolution urging their senators to get rid of the filibuster. Man, that filibuster, it's always used by that other party and it's just time to get rid of it because honestly, we're never gonna have more, more Republicans in Congress. But by getting rid of that filibuster, <laughs> we can just do whatever we want. We can pass things through and we can shove them through now. So let's shove as much as we can through. So also in this whole recount thing, hard what's cut. going on? Hard cut right no, there. No, no, no. The company that was auditing Maricopa County has effectively made those voting machines unusable. So I sure hope that we're going to send them a bill because they need to pay for those things. That is unrealistic. They had to break <laughs> the machines. Asking important questions. Just what? Just to prove that the, the, the vote was legitimate. Now, Here not only comes. can you not use the machines, but now you couldn't even re-audit them again. Here it comes. I mean, if I audit a piece of paper, I can always hand it to the next person and hand it to the next person. And it's still the same piece of paper. But now they've broken these machines so they could have <laughs> destroyed evidence. What he's talking about is breaking the, the code. the vote was perfectly fine. They can claim, <laughs> and he's a code oh, writer. yeah, these machines, they were, uh, they were easily hacked into. And now we have no way of disproving them because they broke the very evidence that we would use to disprove them. <laughs> In the end, we just need to, we need to pull, uh, pull an end to all of this. Just accept your president and master is Mr. Biden for the next three years. And honestly, if we can do it the next seven years, all hail President Biden. Okay, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I really hope Joe has a wonderful birthday. I have been planning on this for weeks. Keep listening. <laughs> Comrade Weekend is being taken to a re-education camp at this time. Please stand by. <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> that might be the only video that we'd be able to put up on YouTube and have it stay up there. Oh, I know, because so it's talking we'll, about maybe that. Maybe we'll post that on YouTube. <laughs> we'll post that one on YouTube. So I want to be really clear. Chris did not vote for Biden, and he. But when he said break the machines, he's like, and they broke the machines, so we can't use them because he yeah. knows it means break the code. This is how stupid yeah. the left is. They they talk about things that they know nothing about. Oh, you can't use them again because you broke them. If I had a piece of paper, yeah. I could pass it on. Oh my gosh! All right, well, so couple, for all quick, of you guys out there, checks. couple one one quick fact check for him. He said yeah. congressperson. That is even not woke enough. Go to my oh. screen, Mr. Producer. There's a new identity called Otherkin, people who identify oh as non-human. So by calling someone a, po a congressperson, you are potentially misspecie identifying them because not every liberal still identifies as a person. Some of them identify as non-person. Also in here are conceptkin, people who identify as abstract concepts. Weatherkin, people who identify as weather systems. As weather systems. So I want, I want, I want them to have an option when you go to Congress. You want to be Congresswoman, Congressperson, or Congress Hurricane, Congress Tornado, Congress, uh, <laughs> Congress okay, so a boob. You have been asked. <laughs> so Chris walked in so he could hear it on the other side of the deal. You have been asked to get on the show and actually come as a guest on the show. So I'm going to have Chris come in as a guest of the show, and we will troll liberals with a formal liberal. <laughs> oh, that would be great.
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, this is a great show. Actually, it was a good show today. I got to I got to vent a little bit. Had some great callers today. Yeah. So that's going to be it for the podcast. But everyone, as you are going out and you're doing your shopping, you're going to probably want to barbecue on Monday. You're going to want to go there and you want to go go to the grocery store, figure out what you're going to buy: ribs, I don't know, hamburgers, hot dogs. Make sure you write a list because if you don't write down a list, there is now a new word to describe people who show up to the grocery store. Don't write a list and forget what they were there for. Put up my screen. You don't want to become, put up my screen. Come on, it's producer, coming. did he leave? Oh, nope, he's still there. Oh, come on. All right, here we go. All you right. don't want to become a Joe Biden. I don't need to write it down. I'll remember me at the store. Don't become a Joe Biden. Write down your grocery list so you're not walking around the grocery store looking like good old Joe. Hey guys, have a great have a great memorial. Yeah, have a great memorial weekend, right? Remember what this day is about, what the weekend's about. And it'd be great to have a barbecue. Make sure you you toast a you just barbecue a bunch of meat, no tofu tofu, unless you like tofu, and then we gotta have a talk. So have a great have a and great weekend though. Josh should be back on Tuesday. So my punchlines will be a little bit smoother. <laughs> Everyone say good job, fill in producer in the comment section. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Again, my name is Max McGuire. And this is Joe Oltman. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.